Hello, 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 and welcome to Courageously Kind. I'm Maddie. And I'm Liz. We're twin sisters and best friends. Together, we share stories of especially kind humans doing especially kind things in hopes that these conversations motivate and inspire you to be kinder to yourself and others. When we're not speaking with an incredible guest, we'll speak directly from our hearts about what it means to us to be courageously kind. Well, hello there. Hello, hello, hello. Our apologies for no podcast last week. As you may or may not know, we're in college now. And everyone says, oh, college is so busy. They're right. They're right. (laughs) We had totally planned on doing an episode last week. We had it all figured out. And then the week kind of got away from us. And the episode didn't happen. It did not. So our apologies for that. We're home for the weekend. And we um, wanted to make sure we carved out time specifically for this episode because it's important. It's very important. And this is something that we have talked about before. Mm-hmm. I think it's roughly about a year ago we talked about this. The Witches film came yeah. out. Yeah. So we have a whole episode called Not a Witch. Mm-hmm. And we talk more about what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So if you love this conversation and you want more, we have a whole another episode that you can go and check out. But we're going to talk about this topic again today because it is so important and it's worth talking about twice. So, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably might know what we're talking about. If you don't, go follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Podcast. Yes. Um, This week was the premiere of the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, it's titled. Um, The movie officially comes out in America, the United States, on October 18th. No, October 8th. This week. This coming week. This Thursday, Friday. And we are asking you not to watch this film. We are. And we're going to tell you why. So, in this film, there are two characters, or just one? It might be two, but... Preface, I have never seen any of the James Bond films. So, I I don't really know that much about the films themselves. Yeah. Um, But after learning about this, I don't plan on watching any of the James Bond films, and we ask that you don't either. Because this is kind of problematic. It's very problematic. Mm -hmm. In this film, the villain has a facial disfigurement, and this is incredibly harmful, and this definitely plays into misrepresentation and inaccurate representation of those with facial differences. So, specifically, Rami Malek, you may know him, he rose to fame with, um, he was in Bohemian Rhapsody last year, a couple years ago, um, played Freddie Mercury, he was also in Night at the Museum, I think, and he's been in a bunch of other things, um, the Mr. Robot, Robot, yeah, um, so he's a pretty famous and well-known actor, his character is the villain, and he, his character has pretty extensive facial scarring, um, and you, you might think that this is a coincidence. It's not. 
This is actually a really common trope used specifically in James Bond films of having villains with facial disfigurements or facial scarring. Um, it's it's actually quite common. It's a very common trope and stereotype, and it's a very harmful one. It's a not only is it a misrepresentation, but it's such a huge stereotype that isn't being talked about. Yeah. So, specifically, when you have a villain that is that has a facial disfigurement or a facial difference, whatever you want to call it, in this video we're going to use the word disfigurement because this is the word that's being used by the face quality campaign, so just for reference. Um, you start, you, when you associate villains with facial disfigurements and differences, you start to maybe subconsciously associate traits of villainry, villainry? Mm -hmm. or badness. I'm making up words now. Um, like you start to attribute these negative traits and characteristics with people with facial differences and facial scarring, whether you realize it or not. Absolutely. You know, we see it a lot in children being mm -hmm. scared of those with disfigurements or disabilities, and that doesn't just come from nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, you're not born scared of differences. You're taught that. Absolutely. Or you aren't taught to not be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not just, like, born with it. It's not, like, an inherent thing. Right. So, we're going to address a couple couple of the arguments, maybe. One of them is that the producers didn't know that this was an issue. Um, to quote an interview with the an, a famous producer who has worked on many of the James Bond films, Michael Wilson, he said, quote, it's very much a Fleming device, pause, a Fleming device they they explain is a part of a writing tradition so it's like a, it's a trope it's a it's a common writing tradition these can be found in a lot of classic literature and they rely on similar traditions i'm using air quotes for our online listeners um of racism sexism homophobia um ableism things like that so fleming devices aren't necessarily good things. Okay, so back to the quote from producer Michael Wilson. It's very much a Fleming device that he uses throughout the stories. The idea that physical deformity and personal deformity goes hand in hand in some of these villains. Sometimes it's a motivating factor in their life and makes them the way they are. End quote. Don't like that. Don't like that. Another disclaimer for this video, we're going to try and not get angry. This is something that it makes us really emotional mm -hmm. because people don't understand. Producers like this don't understand. They must not understand. Right. If the, they understood, it wouldn't be happening. It wouldn't be happening. The weight and the significance and the impact that their choices make mm -hmm. on real, everyday people. Yeah. And what I have thought... And just flew out the window. I'll talk about that? something and then we can come back okay. to it. 
So to unpack this quote a little bit, he says that this is a trope in the James Bond stories, that physical deformity and personal deformity go hand in hand. Let me stop you there. Ew. 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 (laughs) That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Physical deformity and per... What do you mean by personal deformity? Are we talking about character flaw? What are we talking about? Personal deformity. And how terrible... Like, I want all these people that make these decisions to, like, sit down and, like, try and justify their choices to a room of disfigured people. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And just to watch them squirm a little bit. Yeah. Like... like, like I want you to sit down with me and tell me why you think this was a good idea. And the thought that I had that I forgot that I just remembered, mm-hmm. um, we get so passionate about this because there's such a lack of kindness and mm-hmm. consideration. Yeah. You know, people... And here's the thing. When you call people out, there's all these defense walls that come up and and lack of conversation mm-hmm. that happens. So we're not calling people out. We're calling them in. I love that phrase. I do too. I just calling learned that. In. We did diversity training for work and I just learned that. Calling people in and saying, yeah. hey, let's talk, about let's talk about this and let's talk about why this is having the impact that it's having and what we can do to correct this. Yeah. Or make up for this right make up for it because at this point like you can't take it back right we get a lot of questions being like what about this movie what about that movie how do you feel about this and they're great questions Mm -hmm. my kind of default answer we can't fix the past but we can move forward absolutely we can move forward with fair and accurate representation Mm -hmm. we're not trying to cancel anything absolutely not we're not trying to ban anything. We're trying to move forward in an inclusive way. Absolutely. And in a kindness way. Yeah. Kindness way. Yeah. I got the gist. Yeah. Um, so the idea that physical and personal deformity, this is just so wrong and feels so ableist, right? The, the quote goes on to say that sometimes it's a motivating factor in their life and it makes them the way they are. Again, I want these people to say this in front of facially different people. Mm-hmm. You know? Saying that someone's difference or deformity or disability makes them who they are when we're talking about villains? Ew! Ew! How ableist is that? So ableist. Claiming that their difference or deformity or disability makes them evil is awful and it again perpetuates the stereotypes that differences and deformities and disabilities are things to be feared and they're not we got another (sighs) ocean breaths ocean breaths we got another uh argument that said well this film isn't for children. It's not made for kids. It's up for interpretation. It's not like it's Adults not don't have bias. Mm. Adults do have bias. They we do. All, we all have bias. And just because something isn't made for kids doesn't mean that kids don't see it. Exactly. Doesn't mean that they're not gonna go see the film. Right. Sorry, my chair just squeaked. Um doesn't mean that 
you know, their parents aren't going to go see the film or they're not going to see the trailer on TV or they're not going to see ads for it on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Or even adults that go see this film, that representation is subconsciously affecting them. Absolutely. Because we haven't had accurate and fair representation at the child level yet. Mm -hmm. So adults have these biases, whether they know it or not. And these biases are just confirmed by these stereotypes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there are kids' movies with misrepresentation. Look at the Lion King. They literally have a character, who is the villain, who's named Scar. Now, I love Disney and the Lion King as much as the next person. We're not dissing Disney. We're not dissing the Lion King. We're canceling the Lion King. But once you start to become aware of these stereotypes, you you see see them everywhere. Yeah. And and what we need to do now is acknowledge them and move forward. With positive and accurate representation. Another comment that we've gotten is, well... This was a comment that I I just don't understand. Someone said, people with disabilities and differences and deformities are most often portrayed as the protagonist. Can you tell me where? Where are they? I'd love to know. I mean, sometimes they are. There are films out there that are representing people positively and accurately. Absolutely. But there are far more films and TV and media representing these people as villains or as people to be pitied, Yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah. It's time we start seeing people with disabilities, differences, and deformities in everyday roles. Mm-hmm. The love interest, the hero... Mm-hmm. The girl next door. We need to start yeah. seeing these people, normal yeah. people, mm-hmm. everyday people, mm-hmm. in these kind of roles. Absolutely. And then we will have to have conversations like this. Exactly. When that ratio equals out. Exactly. Or, dare I say it, outweighs outweighs positive representation of negative representation. Yeah. Then we will have to make an episode on this every year. Every year a film comes out that features a person with a difference or a deformity as a villain. Just a thought. Well, I'm optimistic. I think that day will come. I think we'll see that day. I hope so. I'm really optimistic. I, I feel like our generation, Gen Z, mm-hmm. um, wants to be inclusive and wants to learn more and wants to be kind and considerate. I, I'm sensing this trend. Yeah. They want to learn. They want to get involved with social issues. And that's incredible. Yeah. And that's going to bring about change. We just got to keep talking about it. So. Um, talk about it. Talk about it. Maybe don't go see the new James Bond movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll see you back here real soon. We'd like to give a huge thank you to Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting for their support of Courageously Kind. Anna Waltz is a family-owned landscape contracting company in Berks County that has served Pennsylvania for over 35 years. If you're ready to get your landscaping project started, visit Anna Waltz 
landscape.com or call 610-916-7070. Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting, beautifying Pennsylvania one yard at a time. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, or anyone you think might like it too. And if you want to support the show, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Or check out our merch store at courageouslykind.org. Take good care, and we'll see you back here real soon.